Hello and welcome to the latest of our Sustainability Perspectives podcasts, where we speak to thought leaders from major packaging companies to get their take on sustainability challenges the industry faces. Today, we'll focus on flexible packaging, and I'll be speaking to Fabio Payer, who is Head of Sustainability for Flexible Packaging at Mondi Group. We'll discuss the changing sustainability demands on flexible packaging over the years across plastic and paper, how the different requirements on packaging can be balanced, how to address the challenges of designing for recycling and incorporating recycled content, and how the company plans on reaching the goal of having 100% reusable, recyclable or compostable products by 2025. So yeah, welcome Fabio. Um, Great to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. So um, yeah, to get us started, obviously the meaning of the word sustainable packaging has changed and evolved over the years. Um, could you talk talk us through some of the changes that you've observed? So I, um, I'll start by saying that I joined the packaging industry 14 years ago. Um, and, and back then, I still remember, I mean, the, the key priority in this industry was to balance two things, essentially, you know, material efficiency and product protection. So the, the sweet spot was really to find packaging solution that use the less, least amount possible uh, of materials while providing the required uh, barrier properties. Um, and what that really led to was uh, a decreasing carbon footprint right, of uh, flexible packaging, both in, in the plastic and paper side of things, um, also through um, you know, another key driver uh, and, and priority, which was to move away from certain material like, like aluminum foil towards uh, you know, other type of, of barrier materials. Um, now, fast forwarding to today, um, uh, and things have changed, changed pretty, pretty considerably. Um, this is not to say that you know the focus on material efficiency and product protection as uh, as it's appeared, not at all. But what came on top of it was circularity, right? So now the sweet spot is really to try to balance these three aspects uh, in one packaging solution, um, and um, and uh, and yeah, this is really where where Mond is also very much focused today. And you, um, you obviously you mentioned this um, change in focus from efficiency to circularity. And um, what would you say? What are your thoughts on what brought that about? Well, I think that there was just a realization in in the industry, and certainly at, at Monday, that uh, you know we to to make sure that our solution kept meeting you know the requirements from consumers and and other stakeholders alike we really needed to add circularity to our design criteria right um so that that was really what what led to that you know slight you know change in focus um now with every change you have um risk and opportunities that come with that uh, as Mondi, um i think um we we really see a lot of opportunities coming uh, out from this, this, this shift, uh, opportunities to innovate, opportunities to collaborate in new and, and more close ways with our customers, uh, and also eventually then opportunities to, uh, to differentiate in, in the marketplace, which is really why I mean, we have embraced this, uh, this change in focus pretty early on uh, and, and working with full speed in uh, achieving you know, the goals that you, you mentioned in, our, in, in your introduction, which is by 2025 to move to 100% recyclable, reusable or compostable packaging. Hmm, yes, and we'll hear a bit more about that a bit later in the podcast. But I wanted to ask you, um, how is Mondi 
continuing to deliver on material efficiency and shelf life extension, because obviously they're still also important, whilst also aiming towards circularity. Right. This is uh, this is the one million dollar question, right? <laughs> and, and and you know, I wish there was one answer um, to this question, but unfortunately, there is there is none. I mean, it's it's at the end of the day always a function of where is the packaging used, in which geographies, what is the regulatory environment, um, you know, in that geography. Um, supply chain aspects are important as well, right? In material availability uh, and obviously you know barrier requirements uh, you know format uh, and other marketing requirements are important as well so at the end of the day you really need to take a case-by-case um, approach and uh, and have uh, you know conversation you know open and thorough conversation with your customer to make sure that all of those variables are brought to the table right um, so that we as, as packaging converter can make the best possible um, packaging proposal back to our customers um, as Monday we leave by by the model of um, you know paper where possible and plastic when useful um, which means that um, we really try to cover the full spectrum of different packaging solutions uh, which is also think is what what differentiates us in in the marketplace to again, bring a material agnostic view uh, to those conversations and, and make sure that our, our customer is advised in the best possible manner. Uh, this very kind of, um, you know, customer-centric approach to, to packaging sustainability is something we, uh, we branded, uh, we call eco-solution. It's really our way to make sure that we have those conversations up front so we can then, um, again, advise on the best possible route forward for for the customer hmm. yeah that definitely makes sense um as a sort of balanced approach and um i was wondering obviously design for recycling is a big part of achieving circularity um what would you say are the challenges around design for recycling both for paper and plastics and um how do you overcome them at uh, at Mondi? so i can i can think of three challenges some of them we have overcome in, in the meantime. But uh, when, when we started this journey um, almost five years ago now, the big challenge was a lack of, of definition, quite honestly. So, you know, we, uh, we wanted to design packaging for recyclability in the flexible space, um, but we didn't necessarily know what, what the compass was right? and what are, you know, the, the threshold that we needed to achieve in order to design packaging that way. Um, now, again, that, that challenges has, or that gap has been filled, um, has been filled through organization and collaboratives like CFLEX, like Forever Green on the paper side of things, um, that in a you know, multi-stakeholder um, you know, approach um, have developed and established those, uh, those thresholds and guidelines. Um, the, the second challenge is, is really more of technical nature, <clears throat> right? So... You know, we have um, over years, to the point I was uh, making before, we have optimized flexible packaging for you know product protection and and the material efficiency. Uh, so now we uh, we need to find ways to keep those two, um, or to continue to meet those two requirements through a circular solution, um, a mono PE, a mono PP, a functional 
barrier uh, paper solution, for example. And, and, and that comes with, with technical challenges, of course. Now, I, I'm happy to say that, you know, over the years, um, you know, the gap has been, you know, becoming smaller and smaller. Um, so we have now platform and solution for a lot of, uh, of the materials and, um, and, and application that we serve today across, across uh, Monday, right? But obviously there is more, more work to be done. Um, the, the last challenge is, is a little bit more subtle and that's that the tension somehow between designing a packaging for recyclability, right? And that packaging being actually recyclable in a specific geography. Um, we know those two things are not necessarily synonymous today. And, uh, you know, we need to tackle that, that last challenge with, with full force. Um, you know, I, uh, I still, you know, really much believe in, you know, design being at the very foundation for everything else. So as Monday, we continue to be very much focused on developing those technology and designing our packaging for circularity as a way to prepare, you know, the stage for more and better collection sorting systems to, to come around um, with the help with, of the rest of the industry, of course. And um, could you give me maybe one or two examples of um, solutions that apply these principles that Mondi has been working on? I'd be happy to. So uh, two, two products come to mind. The first one is uh, FlexiBag Recyclable. Uh, which is actually a, a family of, of a number of different solutions for for a number of different uh, application and and and, and markets. And what really unites this this solution is they are um, you know really using the latest you know PE processing technology to uh, to provide a full PE solution that is recyclable with other PE so polyethylene uh, packaging. Um, you know, we um, we have had you know commercial success in a number of different markets with with this technology, which obviously we can tailor to meet the very specific customer needs. Um, you know, two examples are in in the pet food space. Um, we have launched back in 2020 as one of the first one um, a mono piece solution using our FlexiBag technology with Mera in in Germany for a pet food uh, application. Um, and very in, in along the same line, we've launched recently another pet food bag using this technology with a Norwegian uh, pet food customer of ours. Um, the other product I wanted to mention is uh, functional barrier paper, which is again a family of different solution. Um, the common denominator there is we use paper as you know the, the primary substrate, and then we functionalize that paper through through coating. Um, and the secret sauce there is always to uh, to make sure that that coating uh, and the barrier material that we use to functionalize the paper are not detrimental to the recyclability of that uh, that paper substrate. You know, targeted end markets here um, are you know range from you know pet food again, but also you know dry food, home and personal care, you know frozen food, but also e-commerce, um, and we can provide both. Uh, pre-made and um, and roll stock material. Great, thank you. And um, 
Obviously, another important piece of the sustainability puzzle, so to speak, is uh, using recycled content in um, plastic packaging. Um, could you tell me a bit more about what progress has been made in that area? That's indeed a, a key uh, element uh, when it comes to creating that circularity um, for flexible packaging. So we, we have seen a steady um, increase in, in interest uh, in, um, in a recycled content incorporation uh, for our customers, especially in the home and personal care uh, industries, um, where it is an industry that can use mechanically recycled PE today um, and, uh, and is in a way a sweet spot when it comes to, to recycled content incorporation. Um, we have been, you know, working on this for, for a number of years now, um, you know, launched a number of, of products, both eggs and, and pouches with, you know, mostly PCR, so post-consumer recycled PE incorporated in it. Uh, latest example is, is a film we developed with, with Essity, um, which is obviously a, a giant in, in personal care. Um, where we not actually not only were able to incorporate post-consumer recycled content in that film, but are also using resins that are made from a bio-based feedstock uh, in there too, uh, to create a very, very sustainable solution overall. On the food side of things, obviously we're a little bit more limited today when it comes to uh, recycled content incorporation. The big unlock here is going to be chemical recycling or advanced recycling. Um, we, we obviously, you know, uh, have seen uh, some nice development in this area. There's more work to be done uh, by our um, supply chain partners, and we're very, you know, close to that work as well. You know, to me, really, other than the, the opportunity that we see in incorporating recycled content in food application, what also excites me is just that additional capacity uh, in, you know, plastic reprocessing that we're going to see uh, really emerging in the market through investment in chemical recycling. Um, I mean, we desperately need more reprocessing capacity. So uh, it's good to see that, um, you know, our, our petrochemical partners are, are investing in that direction. Mm, definitely. Yes. Really, really important to um, be able to fulfill the, the market demand, isn't it? And um, you referenced it at the beginning of the um, of this podcast um, on these sustainability goals and um, looking towards the future in your MAP 2030 action plan, two of your goals are to have 100% of products to be reusable, recyclable, compostable by 2025. And um, I was wondering, yeah, how you how are you working towards these and how far along are you now? So the, at the beginning of the process, we, um, we developed what we call the Path to Circularity Scorecard, which is essentially a set of design criteria for uh, recyclability, but also circularity more in general, that we apply internally when making design decisions on our packaging. Um, and obviously, this is based on uh, the latest you know, guidelines from, for example, CFLEX, from Forever Green, uh, but also others, right? Um, just summarized in a way that are very specific to the type of packaging Mondi makes. Um, so it really serves as, as our, our internal compass. Um, you know, if we apply those criteria to our portfolio, you know, across all of Mondi, then you would learn that 78% of, 
of our portfolio today is meeting those criteria. So it's considered to be designed for recyclability for the most part, um, you know, reusable and, and compostable is, is, is more of a niche right now. Um, so really now that the focus is on the remaining 22%, right? And, and making sure that we have a workable solution for, for those, um, which really means, you know, uh, as for us to just, just make sure that when it comes to our R&D strategy and our investment strategy, right, that, that, that those are aligned to, to our goals and we make conscious decisions that is going to help us meet our, our targets. Um, on the investment side of things, uh, there are two recent announcements that I wanted to share um, here as well. You know, one was in uh, uh, a recyclability test lab in our French uh, mill in Austria, right? um, which is really focused on paper recyclability. Um, what that really does, it allows us to run recyclability tests on new paper solution very early on in, in the development stage, um, which means you know, we can really accelerate that, that development uh, as much as we possibly can. Um, the other investment, and this is a big one um, that we recently announced, is a 400 million euro investment in a new craft paper machine that um, is going to be installed in uh, our state mill in, in, in the Czech Republic, um, which is one of the you know, biggest, um, if not the biggest investment in organic growth that Mondi has done in the last uh, couple of years. Great. And um, you've outlined um, mass adoption of design for recycling packaging and the incorporation of mechanical and chemical recycle content as uh, areas you want to, to focus on with Imondi. And I was wondering how would that look like in, in practice? Well, as, as I said before, it, it really starts with having a workable solution in place um, for, uh, for the entirety of our portfolio. And which which really translates into having you know platform technologies um, in place that we can then tweak to meet very specific customer customer needs. Um, I mean, again, as Mondi, we um, we do that both in the paper or for the paper side of things, but also our for plastic packaging application, right, in a very balanced manner. Um, so. On, on the recycled content side of things, um, there, um, I have to say, I mean, we have seen uh, a nice improvement in, in the quality of the material over the last couple of years, um, but there's certainly a lot that needs still to be done, especially when it comes to uh, guaranteeing a certain quality over time. Um, and this is where we are working very closely with our supply chain partners um, to, to, uh, to ensure that is, that is the case. Yeah, obviously, collaboration is key to achieving, well, pretty much any sustainability goals. And um, you hinted or mentioned a couple of initiatives already, but I wanted to hear a bit more about what other initiatives are you already part of and um, what would you like to see more of across the packaging value chain? So, indeed, collaboration is is key. Um not only, you know, kind of a direct collaboration with, with our customer, but also with, with the full uh, value chain, um, which is where, you know, collaboratives uh, that we have been engaging uh, with for, for a number of years now, like CFLEX, like uh, Forever Green, like C-Lab on the release liner, 
uh, side of things like Eurosac uh, for paperbacks, where those collaboratives really come into the picture because they really you know, bring all of these different stakeholders from throughout the, the value chain to one table to discuss you know, pre-competitive matters. Um, and also you know, send what I hope are very clear signals to um, uh, you know, especially downstream uh, players, you know, collectors, recyclers, um, in terms of you know, what they should expect um, when it comes to the packaging of the future obviously uh, for, for flexible packaging in particular, um, because the, the, the industry is really moving uh, in one direction, you know, more mono P, more mono PP, functional uh, paper solution. And, um, and I know that, you know, there are um, recyclers out there that, um, uh, you know, see this as, as an opportunity, right? Um, you know, see that as, as an additional source of material that they can potentially reprocess. And I would like certainly to see to see more of that in the future as well. Mm, definitely, yes. Let's hope um, things continue to move in the in the right direction. Um, so yeah, in conclusion and to wrap things up, I was wondering um, what would you say, what makes Mondi believe flexible packaging is the best sustainable packaging option? Well, um, Maybe I'll, I'll finish like I started uh, by saying, um, I mean, uh, flexible packaging has made incredible strides in, in, in balancing, again, product protection with, with material efficiency. Um, that has led to uh, very low carbon solutions overall. Um, now I have to say that, you know, each packaging format has, has a reason to be and will continue to have a reason to be. Um, what, what is really important to um, you know, our stakeholders is that we continue to show improvements over time, right? Even if we're starting from, from a pretty good place uh, with flexible packaging. And, and, and that new frontier is, as I said, for circularity. I mean, that's, that's really now the, the top priority for Monday, but I know for, for the rest of the industry as well. Um, and that's really what we continue to be committed to. Hmm. Yeah, that's a great um, note to end this podcast on. We'll look forward to hearing more about future developments and um, obviously sustainability progress as this is such an important topic. That just leaves me to say thank you very much, Fabio, for being uh, on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And uh, yeah, thank you everybody for, for tuning in as well. Make sure you subscribe to Packaging Europe and uh, to our podcast so you don't miss out on any, um, any new episodes. Thank you very much. Thank <laughs> you.